I'm sure wherever you are, you're thinking, okay, what uh, the song? But I think the beauty is uh, David Marks has just given us a song called Master Jack, and it's a cover, by the way, and it's in relation to our next conversation. And I'm talking, we're talking custodians of heritage, hidden years, music archive, uh, discovering musical treasures at Stellenbosch University. So not many people know that one of the most valuable music treasures in South Africa is kept in the heart of the SU campus at the Documentation Center for Music at the Music Library. The Hidden Years Music Archive houses one of the biggest collections of popular music in South Africa and includes more than 6,000 vinyl records, 7,000 reel-to-reel and cassette tapes, as well as multitude of uh, invaluable photographs and documentations. At least in my era, I got to see a reel-to-reel. I got to work with the reel-to-reel and cassettes, well, we know. And then they became slightly extinct, but they're not totally extinct. I think if we go then to the Stellenbosch archives, we'll be, you know, you, you'll be able to find some. So our guest is Professor uh, Elizabeth Lambrex from Stellenbosch University. Uh, she's an academic there. And she is going to, you know, share with us some of the insights and why this particular library was created and how they collected all this music and also explain why she chose David Mark's Master Jack uh, as a song of choice. Good morning and a warm welcome to Jetset Breakfast, uh, Professor Lambrex. Good morning. It's wonderful to speak to you on this Sunday. So you chose David Marks, the song that we opened the show with, um, the conversation with Master Jack. Why that song? What does it What does it stand for? I think, well, I mean, it speaks to so much of this archive. So Master Jack speaks to where this collection actually came from. So I would like to talk about that a little bit. But what it also does is it points to the unavailability of a lot of the music in the actual archive. So I think those are two things that on Heritage Day we can definitely talk about because some there's so much music in South Africa that we haven't heard that we don't know about. And I think these these songs need to be celebrated. Um, but if I can just quickly talk about Master Jack, this song. So that song basically put David onto his path as a musician. It, um, I think you heard in the introduction to that song that um, that song was on the billboards internationally for quite a while. It was one of the biggest songs that ever came out of South Africa. And with the royalties of that song, David went to America in 1969, which was quite a significant year for music internationally. I mean, you'll know about the Woodstock Music Festival that happened in August of that year. And David was one of two South Africans that we know of who attended Woodstock. Um, and he was a he was a sound techie, so he was he was really young. I think he was 21 years old, running around, plugging in cables, looking after musicians. Um, and when he came back to South Africa in 1970, he wanted to do similar kinds of things, similar kinds of big outdoor festivals that he saw and experienced in America in 1969. Um, but he didn't have a sound system, so. What happened was the Woodstock sound system was donated to David and it arrived in South Africa in 1971 
And with that sound system, David started putting on big live outdoor shows in South Africa. And he recorded all of those shows. So those reel-to-reels you spoke about, all the photographs and documents, a lot of them were actually recorded and documented through this Woodstock sound system. Mm. And let's talk about the the archives with so mm. much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 6,000 vinyl records, 7,000 yeah. reel-to-reel and cassettes. Where did they find, how, did, how was this music collected? So David, with that sound system also, so he put on the big outdoor live shows that I know spoke about, but he also ran quite a number of smaller coffee clubs and intimate venues in Johannesburg and later in Durban. And all of those concerts he recorded. So throughout his, I think he was in the music industry, active in the music industry for about 50 years of his life. And during that period, whenever he could, he would record the concert that he was either doing the sound for or that he was organizing and managing. Um, And David was quite well placed in the South African music scene to do that because he was also a musician, of course. He was one of the original singer-songwriters in South Africa. So in terms of South African folk music, um, he was one of the musicians who composed original English folk music in South Africa along with Des and Dawn Lindbergh, Jeremy Taylor, you'll know from Ach, Please, Daddy. I'm not sure if you know that mm-hmm. song. Um, and he also um, was chairman of the South African Folk Music Association for a while. And he, I forgot to add this, he ran a small record label called the Third Year Music Label, record label. And that company was set up specifically to record and produce music and musicians were either considered as too political during the apartheid time or the music was seen as too uncommercial. Mm. So they couldn't get big record deals and they didn't really get, because of that, airplay on the radio station. So a lot of those musicians were recorded through David Marks and through his smaller record company. And that is what makes up the bulk of the archive. Uh, we're going to take a small break. Uh, a custodians of Heritage Hidden Years Music Archive, discovering music, uh, musical treasures at Stellenbosch University. And my guest this morning is uh, Professor Lisabeth Lambrex uh, from Stellenbosch University, talking about a big hub of music that most probably we've never heard of. And the whole idea is to acquaint ourselves with heritage. Let's just take a small break. We will be back. And you are on Jets at Breakfast and uh, talking custodians of um, uh, of heritage, hidden years of music archive. Uh, That's music that's been uh, collected and has been put in an archive at Stellenbosch University. And my guest this morning, Professor Elizabeth Lambrex from Stellenbosch University, just to telling us uh, what, you know, where all this historical music has been put together. We're talking about 60,000 vinyl records, 7,000 reel-to-reel and cassette tapes that have been collected and have been put um, in, in, in this particular museum. Welcome back to the show. So here we are. We've got music that's been collected. Any idea... Uh, what sort of artists have have been put in 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 this museum of ours? Yeah, so it is it's quite a spectacular list of musicians and events. Some of them are well known. So 
David, for example, started a record label with Yuma Tikela called Down South in 1979. So that's a, that's, that's a well-known musician. Um, they recorded together live in the city. Um, so there are musicians like that. Also, Lorica Rauch, people will know. Her first song, Kinders van Drink, was recorded by David Marks. Um, Johnny and Sipo was also part of the archive. Johnny Clegg and Sipo and Tunu. Um, David recorded some of their very, very first recordings in, in the early 1970s when they were just discovering their sound as a duo. So that's in the archive. And then we have quite a number of interracial concerts and shows that were put on in Johannesburg in the 1970s. Mm. Um, sorry, I just wanted to say, so for example, Malombo, um, Freedom's Children, there's quite a couple of wonderful, wonderful artists in the archive. And the music, where, where does it really date back to? Do you even date back as back as maybe the 40s, the 30s? Have you found anything from way back then? We definitely have some um, singles from, from that time, so Shellax. But I think for me, the real magic of this archive lies in the 1970s, 1980s live recordings that David made because these are musicians who really... They made a big impact on live music shows in South Africa. Many people came to their concerts. I mean, you'll know about the Free People's Concerts at Vitz, where up to 25,000 people came in the 1980s. But a lot of the musicians who performed at these events are not known anymore today. And those recordings are in the spot. So it's really a space to come and discover a forgotten heritage, a music heritage of South Africa. Mm. And how did you manage to put all this together? Did you get any funding? <laughs> Lots of hard work. <laughs> um, so we were very fortunate. So Stellenbosch University um, gave me my first postdoctoral research fellowship with Stefanus Miller. Um, and that was at the Africa Open Institute for Music Research and Innovation at Stellenbosch University. And then in 2015, we got quite significant funding from the Volkswagen Stiftung. So they allowed me to run a paid internship program at Stellenbosch University where students could come and learn more about the archives. They could learn about how to make heritage, how we create archives. Um, and we were able to also sponsor quite a number of students to come and help us open up the histories and the stories of the archives. So. With that, and also Mellon funding that supported Africa Open Institute, we could run this project for about 10 years. And of course, sorry, I just need to add that the library also helped quite a lot in giving us space for this archive because it was a significant collection. I think when we started, almost 10 tons of material arrived at Stellenbosch. Mm. And what sort of students actually utilize the archives? We see students from such a variety of disciplines. So, um, of course, history and music students visit us quite a lot, sociology, anthropology. Um, but at the moment, we're also running quite an interesting experiment with the microbiology students at university. So they really, if you are a creative person and you can think a little bit out of the box, there is space and there is um, research for you at the Hidden Years Music Archive. And at the moment, who's who's assisting in making sure it's well run and it's well maintained? Is there? Are you getting any assistance, any help from somewhere? Yes. So the funding from Volkswagen ended in 2022. 
And when that funding finished, the archive was moved, or the curatorship of that archive was moved back into the music library, the Documentation Center for Music. So they make sure that the archive is safe, that people have access to it. And then it is open to all kinds of researchers who want to come and use and, 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 and work with the collection. Professor Elizabeth Lambrex chatting to us, and she's from Stellenbosch University Academic. And where can we find more information, Prof? So if you Google us, I hope that there's quite a number of things that pop up. Um, but you can also find our website. So it's called www.hiddenyears.co.za. Um, you'll find lots of films that's been made of the archive over the past couple of years. Um, and of course, we are not the first project to do this. So you'll also find material at UKZN and also some at at at, um, at Ritz. Mm. And and I see that in case maybe someone would like to donate stuff or donate material, um, who do they talk to? We are always open to donations. The best thing is to find my email address on the on the website, or maybe we can we can give it out. It is lambracht at sun.ac.za. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Quite insightful. Maybe one of these fine days I must visit the University of Stellenbosch and just peruse and see what I don't know. It's always important sometimes to know some, you know, some historical backgrounds, especially where music is concerned. Thank you so much and have yourself a fantastic Heritage Day. That's Professor Elizabeth Lambrax from uh, Stellenbosch University Academic.